You also need to make sure that you have something set up where you're having consistent revenue coming in every single month so that you can offset your costs and you aren't doing that feast or famine type of launching that a lot of people teach, especially in the online business world. Welcome to No BS Business School, the podcast for small business owners and solopreneurs to get the straight talk on how to turn your passion into a profitable business. Do you ever feel like you're trying to keep your head above water running your business? And every time you get online looking for help, all you see is the same cookie cutter advice that never produces the results you want? I'm Jan Ditchfield, award-winning business strategist, online educator, and your host. And I believe that the path to success in business shouldn't be a mystery. It takes planning, mastering the boring stuff, and learning to ignore advice that will never serve you. I'm here to help you through the messy parts of your business so you can enjoy the life you're creating for yourself and your family. Each week, I share strategies to help you grow your business without the fluff, gimmicks, and nonsense that's filling your feed on the gram. If you're ready to cut through the BS and build a business that's authentic, impactful, and profitable, this is the show for you. Let's keep it real. It's day three in my five-part podcast series, teaching you how to set up a capital campaign sales plan in your business. And today we're diving into talking about how to establish your campaign goals. I'm really excited to share this with you. This is where I love diving into and nerding out on things that have to do with forecasting and planning and all things about money and targets and revenues and goals and all the stuff that everybody else hates to do. So I'm coming in here hoping to charm you and persuade you into seeing how this is really beneficial to your business. And it's far more exciting and interesting than it sounds. So my whole world was based on what I'm going to be teaching you today. And this is what I did in my business uh, life. This is what I did when I worked in the nonprofit industry. This is what I did when I was uh, you know, running my own nonprofits that I, both of the ones that I founded. And this is actually what the same system I use in my business, my for-profit business today because it works so well. And that is understanding how to be able to take a goal and break a goal down into really measurable frameworking that you can achieve your revenue in a way that's very systematized, really easy. Uh, It doesn't feel super stressful when you do it. Like I'm going to be honest, there is always stress involved when it comes to raising money, but it's not as stressful as it has to be when you follow this format. So I'm going to focus on four things today and just teach you first off is build a how to understand how to set your yearly revenue goals. Then I'm going to talk about how to framework your yearly campaign plan. Then we're going to dive into talking a little bit about understanding your data and how to track it. And last, we're going to talk about how to set up your campaign runways. The very first thing that happens in the charity industry, and I'm talking a lot about that this this week on the this uh, the podcast series, because everything I'm teaching was directly lifted out of the nonprofit sector and the charity sector. And the first thing that happens when I would walk in uh, to a new place and I'd be told, you know, we're we're coming in, we want you to come in, and we want you to raise money for us, is my first question was, what's the goal? And the goal is the overall revenue target for the year. So how much money needs to be raised in that year, in 12 months? And you can set your year in your business. You can run either like a calendar year 
or you can run your fiscal year based on, you know, you, you start in the spring and it goes from spring one year to the end of the winter, the next, it really is up to you kind of how your 12 months are laid out in your business. I personally prefer calendar years. I just like to run them better. It makes things easier with planning, but you don't have to. But what I'm going to talk about today and the examples I'm going to give are going to be based on a calendar year. So I would walk in and they would say, we need you to do $750,000 in 12 months, or we need you to do 1.2 million in 12 months. And these are real goals. Like these are actual goals that I have done. And the one goals that were given to me, um, we need you to come in and do $650,000. It's kind of all over the gamut. So it really depends again on what is the need in that nonprofit or that charity at the time. And what is that, that how much money do I need to find? The first thing that I would always do when I took that is understanding that overall number is figuring out where is that going to come from. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, because it's all fine and dandy to say that we're going to sit down in our business and we're going to set goals. And you can sit down and say, I'm going to make a million dollars this year, but you have to be able to achieve it. And so it can't just goal set arbitrarily. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people um, miss in early stages of business is not really understanding how to goal set in a way that's going to help you actually be successful because you're looking at all of the other things in your business that are going to be important and essential to achieving that goal. Or if you're not goal setting at all right now, and you're just kind of winging it in your business to see where revenue is coming from, that is going to hold you back from getting to where you want to go financially. So we want to get rid of both of those models. We don't want the wing it model. And we definitely don't want the, we're just going to randomly choose a number out of the air. What we are going to do is choose a number, but we're going to choose a number based on some things like data, some uh, things like fact, some things like really solid educated guessing. It is to a certain degree. All budgets have an element of educated guess. And there's a tiny bit of crossing your fingers and hoping you're going to hit it. But for today, let's just put a number on it that we feel kind of comfortable with. And since I've been talking a lot in the six-figure zone throughout the series, let's just start off and say our annual revenue goal that we are going to want to, to earn in our business this year is going to be $100,000. So we've set that as our goal. That's what we want to know that we, we're able to achieve at the end of the year. And now what we want to sit down and say is how are we going to break that down into campaigns? Because those campaigns are the actual actions and the sales plan that we're wrapping around the smaller chunks of the bigger goal. So we never want to look at the overall goal as being the number kind of that we we are just like taking that and dividing it by 12 and just running it through the business. Because again, it doesn't work that way. What we want to say is what is that overall goal that we then segment down into specific campaigns that we're going to run during the year that are decided based on the type of people we're targeting, the offer we're selling, the prices associated with that, the time of year we're campaigning, and also understanding as well that we have something built into our budget that if we are going to miss a target, we have an opportunity to have a slush fund, essentially, somewhere in there where we have an extra launch prepared, extra campaign prepared to bring in any revenue that we may be missing to hit that overall goal. So from that 100,000, we might say, okay, I'm going to break that down into five campaigns. So our campaign could look like this. We could say we're running five campaigns for the year and we have one campaign that we've decided we're going to raise 10,000 against. We have another campaign that's going to be 50,000, one that's 5,000 one that's 25,000 and another one maybe for 10,000 again. 
So now that we have that set and we have our goals broken down, the next thing we want to do is we want to framework our yearly plan. And so what we're going to be sitting at and looking are, what are those things that I have in my business, the offers I have in my business that currently exist that I can align to those goals? And then I'm going to adjust accordingly. So for something like a $5,000 goal, I would assume that that would be a really a low ticket offer. Like it would be something that I would have in my business that didn't take a lot of effort. It might be something I have in my business, again, that might just simply be coming through regular email asking, or it could be like a one-off pop-up something I'm doing, or it could be something I'm selling in my business again that doesn't have a strong amount of association with it financially. And it might be targeting, again, that segment of my audience that is more comfortable spending things in a lower ticket framework, which is totally fine because we want to serve all of our people. But this is why we need to understand our people and why I talked so much about that in the podcast previous to this one, so that we know how to price accordingly and we know where we can double down on in the things that we're running effectively in our business. Whereas something like the $50,000 offer that we have, that might be something where we're actually looking at, okay, that's a high ticket price. So that's going to be a high ticket price. For me, I would be looking as that's something that we're going to be doing on a an evergreen, ongoing basis. So it's available to purchase at all times. In the charity sector, we always have a giving opportunity available all the time. There's always going to be something where we can get camp money coming in on a consistent way without having to have that uh, campaigning that we do, which is a lot of what I'm going to teach you now, which is how to get large chunks of money to come in in a really condensed timeline. You also need to make sure that you have something set up where you're having consistent revenue coming in every single month so that you can offset your costs and you aren't doing that feast or famine type of launching that a lot of people teach, especially in the online business world. It's going to burn you out. What you need to have is a level between the two things. So we definitely need the pop-ups. Like we're going to campaign and we're going to pop up and we're going to do really condensed, tight revenue generation. generation. And as well, we're going to be supporting the back end with something that is a constant flow of cash coming in. Ideally, that's going to be focused on making sure that we're taking care of our spending, making sure that we're paying our overhead out of that, making sure we're paying ourselves out of it. So that back end really is going to be focused on how can we make sure that our needs are taken care of in the business while we're looking at bringing in all of the other revenue, which is the fun revenue to bring in. So the next thing I would do, if it was me rolling this out, is I would sit down once I kind of looked and said, okay, I know that I'm going to launch this product three times. I know I'm going to launch this product once. I know I'm going to keep this on an open-ended offer. So it will always be running within my business is I would be looking at when am I actually going to be doing these campaigns during the year? So what time of the year is the best time to be doing this? And there actually are really good times of the year to campaign. And there are times of the year that are not the best to campaign in. A lot of this depends on where you live. But some of it can be kind of commonly taught across the board. So one of the big things that everybody worries about is doing a January launch. Everybody will always say you can't campaign in January. It's a bad time of the year. I personally think it's one of the best times of the year to do it, especially if you have a business where you're doing something that involves change or transformation in a person's life that is very personal to them. So if you are teaching something in a health space, if you're teaching something in a business space, if you are teaching something in where some, uh, you know, 
um, weight loss space, somewhere where somebody has set a personal challenge, which is that it's January 1st, I'm making new rules, I'm setting myself up to succeed this year. This is a good time to be able to put a campaign against that. So January, February, May, June, September, October are always the best time of year to look at campaigning. They're when people are most active. That's when people are most focused. It's actually when people are also most feeling the most flush when it comes to they're okay to spend money. And yes, even in January, that still holds true. Traditionally, August is not the best time of the year to be doing something. End of July into August, generally because of the fact that a lot of people are on vacation this time of year. And that's kind of one of the things like I'm in Ottawa, Canada. And we are in a government city. And one of the things that I always joke about is Ottawa goes to sleep in August. And so when I worked on local campaigns, we would never do something in the month of August if I was working in Ottawa at the time. That's the type of, that's the month when I would encourage you instead to focus on stewardship, on cultivating relationships, on audience building, on engagement, on planning. It really isn't the time of year I would say that's the best time to campaign. Unless... There is a reason why you have done it and it's been very strategically laid out that I'm all for it. And so once we had that framework out and now we know that we're going to be campaigning in February and May, September, November, plus we're going to have our regular campaigning that's going to run for the entire calendar for that $50,000 that we know we've targeted. The next thing we want to do is start understanding our data and start tracking it. In the charity sector, we track everything inside of a, a client relationship management system. And it's a donor tracking software. And there's like thousands of them out there. There's some that are great. There's some that are okay. But regardless, everything's tracked within that system. And you should have one in your business as well. And this is where you're going to keep track of things like who's engaging with you, understanding where they're at within your funnel, tracking your sales, tracking your expenses that you're actually doing this as well. Like you should be also looking at how much money are you spending to try to make the money that's coming in the door. You should also be looking at things like which audience do you want to target with your offers? You want to be looking at things like what channels do attract the right people to you? Like where is your greatest opportunities? You also want to look back and say historically in your business, what had the biggest ROI on it? Like what do you sell that has the highest return? Because we want to make sure that we're doubling down on those things. And then the next thing we really want to clearly understand are how many people do we need to put in our pipeline for each campaign in order to reach that goal? And there's actually math for this. And if you want to hit me up in my DMs, I will send you the tracking sheet to use for this so you can understand your conversion rates and you can actually plug this right into it. But that conversion rate that I talk about all the time, which is the one that you commonly hear in the online sector, which sits at three to 5%, we want to be looking at a conversion rate that's going to start somewhere more like 18% and go up from there. That's where I want to see you really being able to start your budgeting on that because it's going to change things dramatically for you if you're able to convert at a higher percentage because you don't need as many people. And in the next episode, I'm going to teach you how to get the right people into your funnel. So this will work really well for you. And that's done through creating your community cultivation magnet. But right now you need to know the math on how many people if we want to be earning $10,000 and we know we are going to convert at an 18% conversion rate, stick with me. I know it's math, but this is good math. So we want to hit that goal 
and we know that we have a gold hit of $10,000 and what the offer we're selling is worth $500, then that's 20 sales we need to make. And if we're converting at 18%, then that means we need to have 111 people in our funnel in order to reach that. That's the number. And that's actually not a difficult thing to achieve, especially when you use a community cultivation magnet. And some of the things that I'm going to teach you how to do tomorrow is going to really get you to understand how to be able to tap in to putting, helping more people make the decision to work from you again in that very tight, condensed timeline. And inside my new coaching program, my, my personal coaching program, this is what I'm teaching. Like I have a whole module on this, plus I have an entire database that's included, plus I have all of the prompts and all of the things that you need to be saying, plus your conversion calculator. Like this is my space that I love living in. And I'm not joking when I nerd out on it. Like I love this and it doesn't need to be as scary as it might sound or feel. It can be really empowering to understand how to set up your campaigns so that they're achievable because it is scary. Like, you know, there, I can tell you from working in charity so long, when you walk in and they're like, I need you to do $750,000 in 12 months, go. And you're like, okay. And you're trying to figure out where you're starting from breaking everything down into these bite-sized chunks. And then knowing how to bring people into that really tight cultivation funnel, where again, you're having opportunities to touch them multiple times in a meaningful way your conversion rates will go through the roof. And this is not done in the for-profit space. This is not what's commonly taught. And I was actually talking to a friend the other day who works in the charity sector and has transitioned out. And we were talking about this and she was like, this is, I love what you're doing. I'm so excited. And it's going to work so well for so many businesses. So DM me, I will flip you this lovely little calculator for free so you can get an idea of how to start frameworking your own campaigns. So once we look at that and we now know really what we're targeting in those small chunks, the next thing we want to look at is how to set up our campaign runways. And as I talked about before, and I'm going to be talking about it in a lot more detail in the final episode, this is really looking at what does that, those weeks look like before your campaigning. So in that quiet phase of your campaign and in the public phase of the campaign. So what are the action steps you need to be taking to start securing some of that revenue before you start asking for it? And you should always be selling before you sell. And I'm going to teach you how to do that in episode 87, when I go into detail about how to set up your funnels so that you know what to do in those runways. But essentially, you want to make sure that you're always leaving at least four weeks out on your campaigns to stay in that quiet phase, to really build up your momentum. So you, you never want to just go out and be like, ta-da, I'm here. I have something to buy, buy it. Because everybody's just going to go, okay. And they're not ready. They haven't been warmed up. You haven't earned the right to ask. They're not really interested. They don't know enough. So those runways are essential to your success. And all of these things piece together and they come together really nicely and it's really easy and the flow starts to happen. So tomorrow I'm going to be filling in on one more area, which is creating your community cultivation magnet. And that's all about creating that space where you get to love on your people. You get to show how you care for them. You get to show how you can help them. And it really is the secret sauce in your campaigning. 
And if you'd like to know more about my new program and how it actually might work really well in your business, jump on a call with me. I'm doing this for the first time publicly. I've worked very privately with students where I've taught them this formula. And this is the first time I'm putting it out and saying, hey, you know, I'm taking 10 people in on a private basis. It's one-on-one, plus you have the full course. You have all the database, you have all your trackers, and you have over 70 prompts that are included in there as well to help you really be able to dial in on knowing how to run your funnels, both in email and on social media, really effectively. Plus, you're getting the entire behind the scenes secrets on how to cultivate and steward the people who you want to work with in a way that makes them feel fantastic and leads to those crazy conversion rates. So jump on a call with me. You can just scroll down the show notes and find the link there or send me a DM and I'm happy to send you the link and let's just talk. There's no pressure, but I'd love to have you join me. And if I, you think I can help you, I would love that opportunity. Or if you're just curious and you want to know more, let's talk. So that's it for today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be back to talk about creating that community cultivation magnet. Then I'm going to be talking to you about how to set up your campaign funnel and you will be good to go. I'll talk to you soon. Are you ready to consistently earn six figures in your business without feeling like you're running yourself into the ground, following all the guru advice that never seems to work for you? You're invited to join my brand new one-on-one program, The Capital Campaign Formula. In this six-week personalized program, I'm not gonna teach you another traditional funnel or offer launch system like everybody else does. I'm gonna teach you how to build a capital campaign plan that's gonna take your conversion rates the levels that you've never even dreamed of. If you have a program, product, or service that you've been trying to sell more effectively so you can start having consistent six-figure years in your business, then this is the program for you. Pre-enrollment is now open and you can head over to janditchville.co forward slash formula to join today. But hurry, there are only 10 spots available in this round of the program. So grab your seat before they're gone. Join me to learn my capital campaign formula and get ready to take your business to a whole new level while being authentic and connecting on a deeper level with the people you are here to serve.